2: I am your host, Lance Descott, and this is another episode of the Drop Podcast. In this episode, we're going to be going over the game recap of the Blues versus the Panthers. But before we get into that, we've got some other news. The Blues just uh, signed Vladimir Sabotka to a three-year deal worth $3.5 million a year. Uh, We will get into that after we go over the game recap, and I'll give you my thoughts on that deal, whether it's good for the Blues or whether it could be bad for the Blues in the long run. We'll go. We'll take a look at that. We'll also look at the standings after the game recap. So let's get right into the game. Uh, this is a tell of two teams. Uh, the Blues, of course, have clinched a playoff spot. The Panthers, uh, d- very disappointing year for them. Uh, you know, they just did not have the year that they wanted to. They are two and seven and one in their last ten, and they have lost six in a row coming into this game. The Blues have had some very good success in in South Florida and are hoping to continue that, but they would have to play much better than they did against the Jets. They really didn't play great against the Jets. There were times where they looked pretty good, but for the most part, the Jets just really made them look bad. Well, that wasn't going to be this way in this game. I thought the Blues came out pretty good in the first period. I thought they carried the play. Florida did have some good opportunities, but none of them got past Jake Allen and it was Ryan Reeves that would get the Blues on the scoreboard first, with a goal 12 minutes and 16 seconds in to the first period.
0: He's watched there by Reeves, for caution. Check there, Blues get it, Reeves a partial break. Right in a shot, he scores! Ryan Reeves, his sixth goal of the year, and the Blues take a one-nothing lead. Great play through the
3: neutral zone by the Blues. And the Florida Panthers trailing by one. The Blues do what they want to do. Get it it going early on. This is a wicked little snapshot here by Ryan Reeves. He sees an opening on the goaltender and snaps it right right between them, it looked like. McCaution tries to make a pass, and he tries to jam it right through Scotty Upshaw. Upshaw blocks it, then pushes it ahead. And look at the reaction from Ryan Reeves. That's a goal scorer's reaction right there. Thanks for coming. Great shot. Reeves
2: intercepts that puck just a couple feet outside the blue line, carries it in, Deeks a little bit, makes a little bit of a move, and then shoots it right through the pads of Reimer. Uh, not much Reimer could do on that one, except maybe closes pads. That goal would uh, give the Blues a one nothing lead. It would be Ryan Reeves' sixth of the year, and Scotty Upshaw gets an assist, his seventh of the year. And that's the way the first period would end uh, after this uh, goal by Reeves' We had about a little over seven minutes left, and it just was not very eventful. Uh, A lot of back and forth, a lot of teams bringing it in, the putt going out real quick. Uh, The Panthers did get some pressure on. The Blues got some more pressure on Reimer, but nothing came to fruition for either team. Uh, Going into the second period, one of the goalies you knew was going to be tested early, and it was Jake Allen who would be tested just a couple minutes in to keep this game at a one-to-nothing Blues lead.
3: The Blues.
0: Cotrangelo almost mishandled, but now he does. Panthers with it. Backhander
3: right on goal by Mulgan and a save by Jake Allen. Boy, a lot of these forwards for the Florida Panthers are similar.
2: Big save by Jake Allen on Mulgan to keep this uh, one-to-nothing game early in the second period. And I started thinking, wouldn't it be nice for Jake Allen to get another shutout, to have another strong, solid game? Well, they had a pretty good game, but he didn't get a shutout. Just about four minutes after the save, the Panthers would get on the board to tie it up at one apiece.
4: Very encouraging yes. from the twenty-year-old. Much more committed, you know. Like I said, Tom Rowe talked to him about that. Two-on-one develops. Trocheck and Huberto. Trocheck shoots and scores. Now, thirty-three percent of the goals scored. That line together. Now the Trocheck is up there, and he's adding to that total. 23rd goal of the season for Vinny Trochek. And, you know, in spite of everything that's happened this year, he can look back and say this has been a very good year. The Blues
2: had the puck in the offensive end and just gave it up and just to some nice passing. Great pass to Trochek. And uh, he gets the goal his 23rd of the year. He has had a pretty good year for the Panthers. That would be August 28th assist. And Mikoshin gets an assist his first of the year. And that was six minutes and 41 seconds into the second period. We're knotted up at one, guys. Pretty good game so far. Uh, Nice game to watch, no matter which team you are a fan of. A couple days ago, about a week ago, I started thinking, will Tarasenko reach 40 goals? Well, he's going to have to really start stepping it up. Well, he had a couple goals in the last couple games, and he got one last night, of course, for his 38th, just a little under a minute after the Panthers tied it up to give the Blues a two-to-one lead.
0: Now Tarasenko for Schwartz. Back for Tarasenko. Fires it and he scores! Off the crossbar, off the goalie and in, and Tarasenko has given the Blues a
3: 2 one lead. Great chemistry between Schwartz and Tarasenko on this shift. They counter after Trochek's game-tying goal. And even Vladdy wasn't quite sure it went in. It clanked off the bar. What a play by Schwartz, using the boards. Now they're cycling. Little reverse between the legs pass. Back out to Tarasenko with a shot, bar, and in the net.
2: It's off the crossbar, and it's Tarasenko's 38th goal. A nice response for the Blues. They give up that goal, and the Panthers tie it. And less than a minute later, Tarasenko gets that goal. And like I said, it was his 38th. 7 minutes and 37 seconds into the second period. Schwartz gets his 35th assist. The youngster Barbashev gets his 6th assist. And, man, this guy really looks good in in all these games. He's had a few hiccups now and again, but I think he's going to be a pretty good solid player, a second-third line guy from the Blues for the future. And it's 2-1. to The Blues are up. That's the way it went in in the second period going into the third period. We're wanting the Blues to come out and maybe take a little bit control of this game they're not quite taking full control. There's a little uh, spots now and again where it looks like they're going to start to, and they just kind of get fooled, and they don't. Well, coming into this third period, we needed them to do that, but unfortunately, they did something that they did a lot early in the season, and that is give up an early goal, and the Panthers tied it at two apiece just 55 seconds into the third
4: period. Goldie, so the Florida Panthers come out with a little bit of... Determination here in the third period looking good.
0: Matheson is in circles on the wraparound. He scores! Michael Matheson ties
4: it! Wasn't long ago, just a few days ago in Montreal, he got himself a goal. And I tell you what, how often has he been able to go around like that? They just can't catch him. Marenko is a big, tall, strong guy, but he never had a chance to lay a hand on Matheson, who just sped by him.
2: Matheson showed a lot of speed. He got that puck just a couple feet outside the blue line and he skated past Colton Pareko like he was just standing still. Took it around the back of the net and come around and just like that, we are tied at two apiece due to his hard efforts. That would be Matheson's seventh goal of the year. Huberdeau gets his 16th assist. Petrovic gets his 13th assist and 55 seconds into the third. We're knotted up at two apiece. I'm going to warn you guys ahead of time if you didn't get to see this game. It's going to be a busy period. We're going to have a lot of highlights. And the next highlight would be just about four minutes and 50 seconds after Matheson uh, tied it up at two apiece. uh, David Perron gets his 18th to make it three to two. Does it feel like you were maybe trading goals? The Blues get a goal, the Panthers get a goal, then the Blues get a goal, and then the Panthers get a goal. Well, let's just go ahead and look at the rest of the highlights and uh, you can kind of figure it out yourself. Uh, like I said, it would be David Perron's 18th to give the Blues a 3-2 lead.
0: Barbership gets it back from Schwartz. And a good poke check there by Petrovic of the Panthers. Here comes Pareko back in now for Perron. To the net, in on goal, Todregg. He scores! What a goal by David Perron. And the
3: Blues take a 3-2 lead. Holy jump. And those were some sick hands there. Little toe drag maneuver. It looked like he was going to get crushed going to the net, but he showed some courage. Drags it. Takes it to the backhand. And just makes a nifty, nifty move to beat James Reimer, who at that point was sprawled out on his belly.
2: A great individual play by David Perron. Just awesome. And as Pinger said, a great toe drag. And it did look like he was just going to get smashed heading towards the net, but he really didn't. And James Reimer was out of position. Uh, he looked like a dead seal laying on the ice. And Perron, no questions at all about this uh, going in. And that goal to give the Blues a 3-2 to two lead would be David Perron's 18th of the year and Colton Pareko who got just smoked on the earlier goal by Matheson makes up for it and gets his 31st assist. That was at five minutes and 36 seconds into the third period. The Blues are up three to two. Would this continue to be a flip flop game or would the Blues start to k- take control of it? Let's see who gets the next goal. It's either going to be four to two Blues or we're going to be tied back up again at three to three.
1: Sevier's shot is skipped
3: away by Allen. He is an engaging, thinking guy. Here's a shot and they score. It's Dennis Morgan.
4: I'm telling you, <laughs> that's a player I saw in September score an incredible goal in an exhibition game at the ice den to win the game for his team in a 3-3 tie. Backhand top shelf to win the game 4-3. Well, that wasn't a backhander. That was a bullet slap shot. One-timer.
2: Man, that was a hard, hard slap shot. I don't know if Jake Allen even seen it and Morgan's having a huge night gets his fifth goal. CVR gets his 14th assist. Demirs gets his 19th assist and we're tied guys at three a piece. Uh, it, it, just what are we going to do? Is, is one team going to take control or is this going to be one of those games where it's just back and forth continually until we get to overtime and the team that scores that goal in overtime is going to win it. Well, It didn't end up being that way because the Blues would start to take control with this goal 10 minutes and 37 seconds in by Patrick Berglund on the power play.
0: 12 to go on the power play. Broken stick is knocked down. Yeah, broken stick by Sevier. And Schmaltz comes in to the net. They score! Tipped in by Berglund. What a read by Schmaltz.
3: And Berglund gives the Blues a 4 3 lead. That is just a heads-up pass by Smaltz, And that's something you're going to see an awful lot of in a Blues uniform. He is a savvy, savvy player with that puck on his stick. 43's a right-hand shot. He's looking the whole way for Patrick Berglund and that big blade of his.
2: Well, he found that big blade of Berglund's. And, man, a lot of people are going to say maybe he shot it. No. This was a play that they probably talked about. Our Berglund looked at him and he looked at Berglund. Hard, hard pass to Berglund, and Berglund tips it in for his 23rd goal of the year. Schmaltz worked hard on that also, gets his second assist. Perron put in a great effort and gets his 28th assist, and that was 10 minutes and 37 seconds in to the third period, and it's the Blues' first power play goal of the night, and we're up 4-3. to The Blues started to really put their will and push it onto the uh, Florida Panthers at this point, they weren't done scoring. Just about three minutes and 10 seconds after Berglund's power play goal, the Blues would get another power play and Alex Petrangelo would put this one in to give the Blues a commanding five to three lead.
0: And now Riley Smith in. And he can't make a play, Tarasenko long feed for Latera, Petrangelo to the goal, instead across to Schwartz in front, they score, Petrangelo on a great feed from Schwartz. And the Blues take
3: a two-goal lead And Schwartz goes tumbling into the boards Well, the key was the backside pressure Into the blue zone And then as soon as the Blues got the puck They just pounced it up there to the far blue line And Jaden Schwartz, make no mistake This is just a world-class feed again And he is on top of his game Tarasenko with a quick up pass Latera looks and waits and buys time and makes a brilliant pass over to Schwartz and Schwartz finds Patransil right on the doorstep. John Kelly, you would have tapped that in. That's a little two foot birdie putt right there.
2: It was a two foot birdie putt, but some max max effort by Schwartz. I mean, guys, how many times have you seen Schwartz this year when he's not scoring? He's, Really giving it up. He's given some great passes, and normally after those passes, he is getting just pulverized. But he takes it for the team and it, just a great, great player all around. That would be Petrangelo's 14th goal. It was a power play goal. Schwartz's 36th assist. LaTerra gets his 14th assist, and it was 13 minutes and 49 seconds in. After this, guys, it, it really was the Blues game. The Panthers are really unable to do very much after this. They tried by pulling uh, uh, Reimer late in the third period, but it wasn't going to do any good. And the Blues uh, were able to get an uh, empty net goal by Jaden Schwartz to ice this game at 6-3.
0: And then Yager comes in, but Schwartz gets it from him. Now to center ice, Teresako, empty net shot blocked. Now ahead for the Blues, Schwartz to the empty net, he
3: scores! And Schwartz sews it up with an empty net goal. Well, at 5-on-5 five five, on the power play, Jaden Schwartz has had an excellent
2: hockey game. Nice to see Schwartz get that empty net goal. I know they really don't mean a lot, but, man, he really worked hard, and he was very deserving of that goal. Uh, it would be Schwartz's 19th of the year. Petrangelo gets his 32nd assist. Tarasenko gets his 34th assist. 19 minutes and one second in, so 59 seconds left in the third period. The Blues Went up six to three and won the game six to three. Let's go ahead and go over the game recap. Uh, The Blues improved to 44, 29, and seven. Uh, With the win, the Panthers fall to 33, 36, and 11. Shots on goal. Both teams got a lot of shots. There were 70 shots in this game. The Blues had 38, and the Panthers had 32. The Blues were a whopping fifty percent on the power play. Both those goals coming in the third period. They were two for four out of those four opportunities. The Panthers were out for two face offs. The Blues have a little bit of edge, fifty-eight percent to forty-two percent. Uh, the Reeves got his goal. The first goal of the game is six. Teresinko got in a goal as 38th and assist. Uh, David Perron added a goal as 18th and also added an assist. Berglund got that power play goal from that beautiful, beautiful pass from Ivan Barbashev. That would be Berglund's 23rd goal. Petrangelo gets a power play goal as 14th and also adds an assist. And Jake Allen made 29 out of 32 saves. Uh, Trocek gets his uh, 23rd goal for the Panthers. Uh, Matheson gets his seventh goal. Malgin gets his fifth goal. Uh, Huberto gets his assist and Mikoshan gets an assist and Reimer makes 32 out of 38 saves. It really wasn't Reimer's day. Let's go ahead and head into the, uh, post-game interviews where we're going to hear from David Perron, uh, Jake Allen, and of course, coach Mike on this win and moving forward, uh, for the rest of the season.
5: I'm sure they're going to have something to say about that. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, uh, I think for a type of game, uh, the way it was going for our line, uh, we were minus two at the time, and uh, it wasn't just because we, we weren't playing bad or anything. It's just sometimes uh, games like that happen, and we're able to bounce back, get a big goal, and uh, definitely is a nice goal to score. You scored some highlight reel ones. But any like that, kind of dragging across the field? No, I mean, um, I, I was telling Parrot to kick it wide, and it went through uh, the defenseman's skate, and I think that slowed him down a little bit, and actually that ended up helping uh, a cause and the pair kind of kept driving to the net so we kept the other D-man from coming over to me and um, Just a little bit of patience a little bit of poise, and uh, put it in so it was good three, right? Yeah, they go. oh yeah win. five three now. Yeah, I'm, I mean uh, We're uh, obviously we're looking at their scores, but we're also uh, expecting ourselves to just take take care of it with the our games and uh, that, tonight was a huge step uh, I think we're one point away now, uh, either from us gaining a point or them losing a point to to making uh, sure we get the third place. And uh, I think it's huge uh, in the playoffs. The less travel you can do, it's obviously every team is going to give you a good run. Uh, I think I saw that last year, finishing first uh, in Anaheim and losing to Nashville It was a uh, I think first or second wild card. And it's never easy, but uh, I, I think the less travel and not having to go to uh, Anaheim or Edmonton, I think. Uh, it would be huge, and we need to to secure the, the third place here. You Gotta do it sometimes, yeah. I thought uh, we were maybe may able to pull uh, pull it off last game when uh, Yori scored the second goal there, and uh, weren't able to do it, and um, tonight we did. So I'm I'm glad we did. Like uh, it's uh, obviously everyone's gearing up for playoffs here. We're all um, excited. We know Vladi's coming back now. Going to be a big addition for us, but we need to to make sure we take care of business first. You know, uh, they got a couple quick goals there. It was tough to swallow, but guys bounced back and scored. uh, The power play came through and then a couple extra equalizers there. And it was a big win for us because we're trying to clinch down third and uh, need all the points we can get here in the last couple games. Is this the
4: way you want to play heading into the playoffs?
5: Yeah, the third period was good. You know, the first two periods I thought we were a little, we had good spurts, but we had bad spurts too. And, um, you know, I think we need to. Hopefully get a little bit more consistent the last couple of games, but you know, big win for us and uh, job done. Well, they got they got some
6: some firepower there, and um, I just thought that we did a, a great job tonight uh, responding. You know, we, we wanted a response with our game, and and uh, and part of that was we, we had to respond many times throughout the course of the game. You look at um, you know after they scored the first goal, and uh, and the way that we bounced back and come right back that next shift, and and it's not just the fact that we scored, it's the way that we scored, um, and, uh, and we continue to do that all night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I mean, I, there wasn't a there wasn't a huge amount of concern on my part. Like I said, we've had we've had a good power play all year. Um, we've we've drifted away from some of the things that uh, that we need to do to be successful. And, uh, you know, I also knew that if we could get a time where we could get some practice in that it would do a lot for, for our group. Yeah, that was pretty. That was that was highly real. We'll we'll see that one a few times in the next week here. So, um, but uh, I thought that we did a lot of things that that uh, through the course of the game that that allowed us for our skill to to, to show up and, and to be effective and and obviously the, the the number of shots, the quality shots that we that we got tonight. I also felt that there were there were times still where we got away from it a little bit and when we did that, um, the pucks were coming back at us and 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 we were forcing ourselves to defend in bad positions. So. Um, you know, the video will be good for us because there will be some good ones. (laughs) There will be some good ones for, uh, you know, the, the, the right things and the wrong things. And, uh, and that's what we need.
2: The blues get the win they needed and they continue their dominance over the Panthers in Florida. Why don't we go ahead and look at the standings right now as they are of today, the uh, 7th of April. The Blues uh, have 95 points and are in third place in the Central Division. The Wild Card teams right now are Calgary and Nashville, but uh, they're 94 points each. So the Blues are only one point ahead of Nashville as we speak. So, you know, guys, I know everybody's thinking the Blues have this sewn up at the number three spot, and I hope they do. But this could still be a seventh or eighth spot for the Blues. I don't think it's going to be. But don't be shocked and don't start falling apart if it does. In the Eastern Conference, man, we've, we've got a fun, 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 fun race to watch. Toronto failed to clinch a playoff spot last night. They've got 93 points. Uh, so Tampa's got 90 and the Islanders have 90. Both of those teams are still in play. But as long as Toronto takes care of their business, like most teams would like to do, Toronto's going to be in the playoffs. If they fall apart, to me, it's going to be one of the biggest disappointments in years to come. Nothing against the Islanders, guys, or the Lightning, but the Maple Leafs have really worked hard, and if this got away from them, it'd really, really be sad. Uh, let's go ahead and get into another topic that I promised we would uh, all talk about, and that would be the return of, of Vladimir Sabotka. First of all, um, let's go back in history here. Vladimir Sabotka, a couple years ago, when uh, Ken Hitchcock was coach, and of course Doug Armstrong was still Uh, the Blues general manager back then. He has been for years, of course. Um, He basically told the Blues to go jump in a creek. He wanted a huge, huge raise after, you know, I wouldn't say it was a great year. This guy has some speed. This guy has some spunk. Uh, He's a little tenacious, and that's what he is. He's not a great goal scorer. He's not a great assist guy. Over his seven-year NHL career, and I'm not going to include the KHL, the Russian Hockey League, because, guys, it's a totally different league. You may have one one line or a couple guys from each team, maybe not even any guys from a team that could play in the NHL. So it's not the same competition. So let's just go over his uh, NHL career here. He has around seven goals a year. As has has been his average. And he averages between 12 and 13 assists. So you're you're looking at a 20-point guy. The Blues have just signed a 20-point guy who's tenacious and can really get under people's skin and is really, really a fast skater. I'm not going to knock the guy for that. He is, like I said, he is an aggravator. He is a crap disturber, and he's good at that. But he's not a goal scorer. He's not an assist guy. He's not a guy that you know. Hey, if he got twelve goals and sixty assists, or forty assists, or even thirty assists, I'd be very happy. But that's not Vladimir Sabotka. I hear people talking about how oh, Vladdy's going to save us. Vladdy's going to save us. Like last year when Vladimir Sabotka came, uh, almost came to the Blues uh, beginning of last year. Oh, we can put him on that first line. And I about fell apart when I heard people say this. Well. If if he's not a first-line guy, then he's got to be a second-line set. No, he's not. If you've got injuries, he's a third-line guy. If you don't have injuries, in my mind, he's a fourth-line player. Uh, you know, and everybody's saying he's going to replace Stasny. He may replace Stasny in the lineup until he can come back. This could go down as a very, very bad signing. Uh, has played better this year. I will give him that. He's been more physical. And when Yuri Latera is more physical, he is worth the money they give him. And when he's assisting and making some great passes, I don't mind that $3.7 million contract. When you don't see him and you really don't notice him for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 games, that's when I mind that contract you sign a guy like this for $10.5 million for three years as Vladimir Sobotka, and it's going to go down, you know, I hope I'm wrong, but it's going to go down as a bad contract. Your centerman on the fourth line is is making around a million dollars a year, but you're going to pay a guy that is probably a fourth-line center, third-line center sometimes, you're going to pay him three-and-a-half times that? I, I, I don't understand it at all. I know they need somebody to come in and do something, but you don't overpay for a guy like Vladimir Sobotka, number one. Number two, look at the way he treated St. Louis and the team. Uh, he caused some issues in the locker room due to that. Do you really want a guy like that back who's going to be a whiny baby when he doesn't get his way? How is this going to affect some other players, these younger players? Is it going to cut their ice time? Uh, is it going to cut Patrick Berglund's ice time? Uh, you know, all these guys are professionals and they're going to be happy, you know, with what they get most of them. But I don't see this as a positive. And I know there's a lot of fans out there that like him. I've got no problem with people liking him. Uh, you know, if you want to love Vladimir Sobotka and think he's the best little, you know, third, fourth line center you've ever seen, by all means, you know, he's he's a St. Louis Blue. And and I I like all of the blues players. You know, they're they're character guys, uh, they're guys that work hard, and and Sabotka's one of those guys that works hard. I'm not gonna take that away from him. He's a hard worker and he's fast, and he's a crap disturber. That's what he is. A three and a half million dollar fast crap disturber? No. Uh-uh. Not worth it in my mind. Uh maybe he'll. Prove me wrong. Maybe you'll come in in the playoffs and, you know, the blues will get to the second round and he'll have three goals. You know, if if you can give Vladimir Sabotkin here and he gives you three goals in two rounds and the next year he gives you, I don't know, 12 goals and 25 assists, then I might think differently about it. But, you know, you've got to compare some stuff here. Your supposed second third line center, Patrick Berglund, is making $3.8 million. Now let me ask you this question. Who would you rather pay three and a half to three point eight million to, and who would you rather have in a tough situation? If you could have one center out of Berglund and Sabotka, and that's all you could have, who would you have? I would be willing to bet you probably eighty-eight to ninety-four percent of the Blues fans and Blues players would say Patrick Berglund. So uh, I'm going to end it on that. If you think I'm wrong, please email me at uh, the official drop at gmail.com or Lance D at droppodcast.com. Let me know. Give me your thoughts. I want to hear back from everybody. Uh, if you think the same way I'm thinking, uh, let me know that too. So I don't know that I'm just crazy here. Uh, I, I, I I don't think I am. Uh, I think a lot of Blues fans are feeling the way that I'm feeling right now. Nice to see the Blues get a guy that's got this energy. But at what cost is this going to happen here? Uh, This could have some other repercussions down the road for uh, Doug Armstrong, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, Let's uh, hope the Blues can uh, continue to build on this big win. Uh, They have a game against Carolina on Saturday, and then their final game of the year will be at home against the Avalanche. Maybe we'll see uh, Sabotka come in and give some uh, good effort and and really contribute in those two games. Let's hope he does. Uh, That's all the time we have for this episode of the Drop Podcast Game Recap, the Blues versus Panthers, the game that was played on April 6th of 2017. I have been your host, uh, Lance Descat. I want to thank everybody for being here for the show, for downloading the show. Have a great rest of your Friday. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow night. And hey, make sure you watch them other races. Make sure you watch that wild card race in the Eastern Conference between the Islanders, the uh, Maple Leafs, and, of course, the Lightning. You know, a lot of people think the Lightning's lightnings out of it. Everybody's talking about the Islanders possibilities. But there's a three-team possibility here, and it should be fun over the weekend. But I think it's going to be decided by Saturday or Sunday. So until next time, let's go Blues.